Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now from The Athletic, he covers the NFL. He's Mike Sando with us on The Big Show. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. How's it going? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, thank goodness the NFL is still around for all this to uh, to give us a little juice, a little news, a little something to talk about. And, of course, all of a sudden the NFL world is uh, surrounding Jordan Love randomly. Give us your take on the Packers taking the Utah State quarterback. Yeah, clearly this is a league doing sports radio uh, uh, solid for the rest of the offseason. I mean, this was exactly what was needed to stir it up. But um, it's unprecedented, really, I think, for somebody – Usually, when you have a great, you know, quarterback who's still playing decently, um, that doesn't happen. You know, you'd have an owner of the team maybe say, "Hey, guys, let's not do this. Let's let's get a receiver. Let's um, let's try to maximize this window." But in Green Bay, they don't have an owner. You know, it's a bunch of shareholders, and I'm pretty sure they don't consult them on the votes. So, I think it is an interesting situation. You have to wonder, um, you know, is Rogers going to be there in a year or two. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this was the beginning of the end. Now, Love has to look decent, and they have to want to go to him, but I think from from Roger's perspective, this isn't positive, you know? So so it's you don't think that's an overreaction for everyone to freak out, considering that Aaron Rodgers himself sat for three years behind Brett Favre? Because if, if Jordan Love were yeah. to take over – First of all, if Rodgers were to play another three years, I mean, by then he'd be 39. So, And then Jordan Love presumably would be ready to go at that point. Is that still not legitimate? Well, if that's your plan, so there's two ways to look at this. Rodgers sat for three years, but that wasn't the plan when they drafted him. When they drafted him, Favre was going year to year, and he was you know, making him wait, and he only announced he was going to play a month before the draft. So they got Rodgers with the plan of playing Rodgers. And then Favre changed that by he, he kept playing. Um, in this case, uh, and by the way, they didn't trade up for Rodgers. He just sort of fell to him. In this case, uh, you've got a new contract for Rodgers, um, and if you're going to – have if the plan is to have Jordan Love on the bench for three years, then what good's he doing there? Because you're going to try to win a Super Bowl between now and then with Aaron Rodgers, and to do that, you need some guys to throw the ball that that we've heard of, you know. And so to come out of the draft as one of seven teams that didn't pick a receiver when you can't even name their receivers besides Devontae Adams, and he's throwing the ball to Adams disproportionately, and everyone knew they needed some more weaponry. Is, then, then is that a good plan? You know, why, why would you have a quarterback on the bench for three years? Mike, how do you think the draft went overall, given these circumstances? I thought it was great. You know, I really thought they handled it well. Uh, it was nice to see the kids of some of the players, even Belichick's dog. I thought that was great. To look at the different home setups. I mean, Mike Zimmer looked like he was uh, the manager at the Bass Pro Shop, you know, in the back. And he, he's got heads of animals around. Looks like, you know, and then you got Cliff Kingsbury. Looks like he's on a 80s movie set in L.A., you know, for Risky Business or something. And, and then you had, uh, you know, Brian Flory's kids are making faces while he's on the phone. Uh, I just thought, I thought that was pretty cool and kept you engaged in a way that you wouldn't have if it's just Goodell going to the podium in a suit. Hmm. What, uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the University of Utah had seven players taken during the draft, which is fairly lofty. I mean, I know uh, Alabama's had some years where they had a whole bunch of players taken, but 
But uh, have you paid any attention to guys like Jalen Johnson and others? That is awesome. You know, I actually didn't know that it was seven, so that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Something in the water there. That's that's really impressive. Uh, well, there's been there's I been did. a lot of talk, Mike. There's been a lot of talk about programs that develop talent, and it seems like Utah mm-hmm. is one of those. Yeah, I know that's a really great number. And yeah, Dylan Johnson was somebody that uh, Missouri highly thought of, you know, and and was perceived to be a good value where they got him. I think what was it at the fifty first pick, right around there. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's really good. What do you think about Joe Burrow? How will that go in Cincinnati where they've had several high-pick quarterbacks that hasn't really worked out? Yeah, you know, I think Palmer, Carson Palmer was such a great talent, and I thought he actually did pretty well under the circumstances. They went to the playoffs, he had a terrible injury. But in the end, you know, the organization just sort of uh, holds you back. And if you remember Carson Palmer, he asked to leave, said he wouldn't play there again. So that's really my fear is that you've got this, you know, good quarterback, but Almost all of them need help in an organization, and we may be seeing a little bit that Marvin Lewis, for as criticized as he was as the coach, you know, maybe he did pretty well in the circumstances there. And we don't really know if Zach Taylor, who has no experience, is uh, going to be able to do that. So that's that's my concern. I think it's a real legitimate concern that you got a good quarterback going to a tough place, and will he be able to overcome that over time? Is Joe Burrow the slam dunk best quarterback in this draft, or would you be surprised to see maybe Justin Herbert or Tua or somebody else yeah. uh, step up and be a star? I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, I think I always joke that you know the head coach and the quarterback are the two most important people on an NFL team, and no one knows how to hire either one of them, right? You know, I mean, there's just uh, the projecting of quarterbacks and who's going to be good or great. It's so rare that there's somebody that comes along that is John Elway or, you know, where you just, everybody feels for sure he's going to be great. And that's how I feel about this class. I think two of them might have been the number one pick had he not had the injury. And so if he's healthy, maybe he, uh, you know, if his situation's better, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Herbert was one where people seem to say, you know, I mean, I talked to dozens of people in the league and most of them feel like there's just something not quite there or something missing. So, We'll see if that means anything, but I might be a little bit more surprised if he ended up being the best, but not if Tua did. Mike, are you surprised the Patriots didn't grab a quarterback? Um, not surprised. You know, I, I sort of thought that, uh, you know, from where they were at, were they going to trade up big for somebody? I didn't think that was going to be realistic, and I kind of thought maybe they would be in the market for a veteran later. I don't think they're going to pay big for a quarterback this year. Um, if they were going to pay big, you know, why wouldn't you just pay enough to and get it done with Brady or not even let him hit the market? So it feels like they're going to be a year where they're not as good at quarterback, and who knows, maybe they'll be drafting early next year. Which team do you think made out the best with the draft? There's been a, the Ravens have been praised, the Cowboys, the Browns, some others. Yeah. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, you know, um, I like those teams. Um, I thought for a team that you know, wasn't that good um, – you know, last season that Denver was interesting to me. You know, there, there was arguably an overemphasis of doing wide receivers early, but I feel like they're a team that's pretty good on defense already, you know, and they have a couple of really good pass rushers. They have Vic Fangio, who's a good uh, defensive coach. Maybe they're going to be okay on that side of the ball. And now for your young quarterback, you get Jerry Judy, who was kind of seen as maybe, you know, the, the most polished, best all-around receiver in the draft. To get him to get another wide out, you know, maybe that's a pretty good look for them. 
Mike, uh, Taysom Hill, obviously very popular around here, played his uh, his college ball at BYU. Uh, he signs a two-year deal with the Saints to stay there, 16 mil guaranteed, but the Saints also signed Jameis Winston. Explain yeah. what exactly they're doing. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Taysom Hill is going to become a full-time quarterback. You know, and, and I don't think he's seen that way. And so I know he wants to have a bigger role, but – I think his role's pretty darn good, and, and he's effective in what he's doing, and he makes a difference for their team, and that role could grow depending on who the quarterback is in the future. But um, I don't know if the body of work is there as a passer for somebody to just go all in with him you know, from the start of the season as your every-down quarterback. Will you address how teams go about draft? Jake mentioned that the the Patriots didn't didn't uh, draft a quarterback, but it's it's a lot more complex than that, right? I mean, teams are observing the player, the personnel they already have in the fold, and if they don't see somebody who's better than who they think they already got, then then yeah. there's no reason to go ahead and and use a pick like that, right? It's much more complicated than just saying, "Oh, yeah. they need a quarterback. Why didn't you draft one?" Right. So, like for the Patriots situation, they have Brian Hoyer, who's not a starter, but knows the offense. Uh, and so he's an ideal backup. They have Jared Stidham, who they drafted last year, who they kind of like, but, you know, if they could get somebody who's way better, they probably would. So now you're sitting in the draft, you're picking late in the first round. You're not really sure about Jordan Love. You know, you, if you bring him in, is he a two year developmental guy uh, who's on the same track as Stidham? And then we haven't really overly differentiated you know i think that's where where teams um you know that come into play you're going to take a from in the draft you know and then all of a sudden he's what you already got so i think from a Patriots standpoint they probably have the quarterbacks the way they grade them um in kind of different tiers of whether this guy is going to be a, a sure starter or more of a developmental or a backup well they already have a backup in hoyer they already have a developmental in stidham they're not signing anybody else unless that person's a clear starter, in my opinion. Mike, thank you so much for a few minutes. We really appreciate it. And uh, just to reiterate, thank goodness the NFL still, uh, the wheels are still grinding a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and, and keep churning out those Utah products. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mike Sando covers the NFL for The Athletic. Fun to get him on and talk about all that's going on uh, going on around the league. And you heard him talk about Taysom as much as BYU fans think he's the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I don't know if the Saints view him that way. No, and I, I, you and I had that discussion the other day, and I got some feedback from BYU fans saying, you're not paying attention. They are uh, The Saints have every intention of having Taysom Hill be their full-time quarterback. And I'm like, uh... Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it could happen under duress, but I don't think that is the absolute plan. And even if people say publicly that they are giving a vote of confidence to him, I mean, they're they're not going to say, you know, Taysom Hill's not a starter when they just signed him to a deal in a role that is very productive for him, Jake. And I agree with what you've said from the very beginning with Taysom Hill that, He's so unique in his ability to do the things that the Saints have him doing. Why why use him as a full-time quarterback when you don't think he has the accuracy, the dependable arm that uh, that you're looking for, yeah, especially he, coming off the heels of a Drew Brees? Yeah, I, I, 
you're right. It, it takes away from what makes him special, and it's it's the way I've felt all along. And he's no less valuable to that franchise. He's just not going to be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. And I saw some of that feedback that we were getting about that and quoting Sean Payton, talking about Payton. Well, actions with, with sports, it, it never ceases to amaze me how people believe you know, what coaches and front office uh, people say at, at its bare value. And it's like, uh, it's just not that simple. And look at the actions, you know. The, the Saints, honestly, and this sounds mean, but the Saints don't want Taysom Hill even as the backup to Drew Brees. <laughs> they want Taysom Hill to be Taysom Hill. They, I mean, if Drew Brees, when Drew Brees got hurt last year, it wasn't Taysom who came in, it was Teddy Bridgewater. And this year, if Drew Brees gets hurt, who's coming in, Gordon? It's Jameis. They didn't, they yeah. didn't sign him to, to not be Drew Brees' backup. Uh, Jake, you're not paying attention. Well, if I wasn't paying attention, let me let me put it this way: If you say Taysom Hill is the heir apparent of Drew Brees, you're not paying attention because you ignore the fact that they signed another quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't Taysom sign Hill, there to play third string? Taysom Hill is just a fantastic athlete, but he's not a full time quarterback in the NFL. And you know what? He he shouldn't want to be. He's making a ton of money doing this hybrid thing, and he could he could kind of leave his mark on football if you really want to look at it that way. He had to learn well, to he, kick at this point. Why not? Never he, get hit again. He already has made an impact. I mean, he's very well known around the league for his unique set of uh, skills. Well, I mean, like uh, I guess what I meant by impact was uh, could he create a new position? Are our teams going to try and draft these hybrid quarterbacks going forward? Yes. I think the answer is yes. He is the prototypical athlete. Or, if you're from the South, athlete. <laughs>